You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, good evening, good morning, good afternoon and welcome to the same old Arsenal team talk. I am your host Dan Potts and we're going to be getting right into things tonight, into the Everton game which is at the weekend. I've had a nice week off, I feel refreshed, I feel relaxed, I had a lovely trip away with some family, Mark you all know from this channel, my sister and the kids all had a bit of a break and I was. it was nice to have a little bit of a refresh, recharge the batteries away from some football and just chill and relax. So now I'm back into it and it is an absolute pleasure to welcome back my boy Manny. Manny from the Last Brothers, he's back from a week off himself. Manny, how you doing, bro? I am doing well, dude. I'm doing better. Uh, it was an it was a forced week off, you know, things have happened and, uh, you know, I had to deal with a few things physically as well. My body let me down last week, so uh, I had to rest and I had to listen to it, but I'm back. I'm back and I'm looking forward to talking about this with you guys, man. So thank you for having me back on, Pots. Manny, it's always a pleasure. You know that. You know, I need you with us on a Friday night. And also someone I absolutely love having on with us in time for the Everton and Arsenal game. It just seems fitting. Mr. Kevin Campbell, how are you, sir? Oh, he's on mute. You're on mute, Casey. <laughs> You're on mute, mate. There we go. No, still can't. Still can't get you. For some reason. Let's mute. Unmute. <laughs> no, I could hear you a minute ago. Now I can't hear you, man. What's happening? What's happening? Try coming out. Come back in again. That's the one. <laughs> I'll speak to Manny and I'll greet you back in. Manny, it's been an interesting week. It's been an interesting um, time to be away 
from Arsenal as far as I'm concerned, bro. But is it getting a bit boring now talking about the same things every time I sit and watch Arsenal or hear about how we've been playing? I didn't really watch too much of the game on Wednesday. I watched a bit of it with my brother-in-law. But it got to a stage where we're still talking about the same players. We're still talking about performance. We're still talking about a lack of kind of creativity. And we're still talking about the same players, Manny. What did you, what was your make on, on how things have been going uh, of late? Because every time me and you speak, bro, it's exactly the same stuff we're talking about. And it's getting quite boring now. Do you know what I mean? It is getting quite boring. But the only people who can change the narrative are those players on that pitch. They're the ones who are not changing the narrative, hence why we are having the same conversations. The creativity aspect is, is, you know, we can go on and on and on about that and people can talk about a certain person. At the end of the day, there are a lot of players in this team that are out of form and out of form, but on top of that, they don't care, Pots. They don't have mm. the bottle for the fight. They only care about themselves. Right, A lot of players are playing for themselves. They're not playing for this team. They're not playing for the badge. They don't care, Pots. It's about the paycheck. You know what I mean? So the reason why we're having the same conversations, it's because they're not changing the narrative. They're not making us have a different conversation. We can talk about formations. We can talk about Arteta doing this and what he's not doing. At the end of the day, we were having the same conversations last year. And what hasn't changed from last year? These players. You cannot make a leopard change of spots. You can't. So there are a lot of fans who had belief that, you know, Arteta could build something with this team and, you know, Xhaka's deficiencies have been hidden and he got in a tune out of them. At the end of the day, deep down in their DNA pots, they are losers and they are not good enough. You cannot make losers into winners. You can't do that. So the only way you change the narrative pots is you get them out the door. Enough is enough, man. Enough is enough. And listen, I have to agree because it's the same players we talk about. And he even had to shake things up. He was forced into shaking things up on Wednesday. And we still see the same lack of confidence, lack of care. And some of the stuff I see personally from some of these players now is getting frustrating. And it's getting boring, like I said to you. It's nothing different. We see it every single time. It doesn't matter whether you're home, whether you're away, whether you play three at the back, five at the back, four at the back. We're seeing the same stuff. And you talk about it now, Manny, and say enough's enough. Get out the door. Do you think we can get these players out the door in January or is it going to take longer than that? It may take longer than that, but really, if the club are serious about being challengers again, if they're serious about being a big club, not just in, in the phrase, but in action as well, then in January, you act like a big club. In January, you look at certain players, you go, you know what, your surplus to requirements, get out of the door. You know, we talk about Arsenal are a big club, right? But big clubs act like a big club. And there is a reason why we allow certain characters to come through the door at Arsenal because there's certain characters that fit the, 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 you know, the institution of Arsenal, the characteristics of Arsenal. And that is no leadership, that is no fight, that is no mentality, that is no bottle. This is why the Mustafis are through the door and the Xhaka's are through the door and the Kalasnaks are through the door because they fit that loser narrative that is running rife at Arsenal Football Club. There is no mentality from the top down to the bottom. There is a mediocre, mediocre you know, state of mind that is allowed to run through the club at the minute. There's no winners. There's no real mentality. 
there's no real ambition to become better than what we are. Hence why we keep making the same mistakes that we've been making since we moved to the Emirates. It's the same errors and it's a different regime. I mean, I, I don't know, but I don't know what. Man, it's, it's passionate words as ever, Manny, and, and I totally agree with what you're saying. You know my thoughts on these players and, and how, my thoughts, not just this game, but the, the last few years in some cases. KC, you're back. But, Sorry, go on, Manny. Yeah, but it's a case of there, I've never seen an Arsenal team that I despise. I've <laughs> never seen an Arsenal team where I can sit here and I can go, I cannot stand a lot of you people. As footballers, and I'm pretty sure as men, I couldn't stand you either. It's one thing to, you know, to not be good enough. But if you're not good enough, the one thing that you replace that with is you try your best. Can mm. you really sit here, Potts, and say that these players are given 100%? That they're nice. going out there and they, they're not giving 100%. Right, they're not. I despise this team. You know, there's only a few players that go past the wayside, but there's uh, this team here as a collective, I can't stand them. I can't stand them being at my football club, bro. Man, and people may sit there and say that's harsh words. KC, quick sound check. Can you hear now, mate? You're good. I'm here, Dan. Can you hear me? Excellent. Yeah, we can hear you now, man. I don't know what was happening there. It's either my internet or your internet. <laughs> I'm in Spain, so, you know, it, could, it fluctuates. I, I was just supposed to be on something before. Couldn't even connect. So, oh. with a bit of luck, I'll, I'll stay on to say my piece. I love what Manny was talking about before, by the way. And uh, I, I, I'd love to be able to add to what Manny said. Please do. Because, you know what, Dan, it's here. Uh, it's really important. Arsenal fans try to take the emotion out of it. Let's look at the cold, hard facts of what's gone on. A lot of the times, we've got to go back a decade. Okay? You go back a decade, and under Arsene Wenger, Arsene Wenger was getting Champions League with lesser players. Okay? But the league wasn't as strong as it is now. So we can do that. We weren't getting anywhere in the Champions League, by the way. But because we were qualified for the Champions League, everybody, you know, we swallowed that, didn't we? Oh, yeah, or oh, this, Arsenal, oh, that, Arsenal, oh, this. We knew then we needed a centre-half, Dan. We knew then we needed a centre-midfielder, Dan. Never been replaced. Go forward 10 years, the so-called inexperienced manager comes in and, and I start rectify that straight away. You've got experience in Wenger, you've got experience in Emery, never rectified it. Spent £73 million on Pepe, when really a centre-half and a centre-midfielder we were crying out for. If we'd have got that, I think we, we would have finished in the league, we would have qualified for the Champions League in Emery's first year. But this isn't, this isn't a shot at Emery. This is cold, hard look at what Arsenal have done. So we had lesser players then, 10 years ago. Arsenal Wenger always used to spread the narrative. It's a great dressing room, it's a great dressing room, it's a great dressing room. No, it wasn't a winner's dressing room. The culture changed. That's why the fans feel... Don't feel as connected with this team. Because you know what, Dan? Manny was right. The, the, 
players with talent are not performing. One thing you could always guarantee about the Vieiras and all that, and even going back to when I played, everyone will put it in. Everyone will fight. Everyone will fight. But what I see, I see capitulation. I see people are ducking out. I see people not wanting it. And that comes from the culture. That's the attitude. And it comes from the top. For years, we haven't wanted to be the best. We would have won a couple of Premier League titles in the 10 years if, if issues had been rectified. But the fact of the matter is, they haven't. It was all about money. We got told down the river about leaving the uh, to go to the Emirates. And now we end up getting sold down the river, Dan. We've been sold down the river. M metrics get mentioned and all this nonsense. We're going to be eating at the top table. We're going to be challenging. None of it's happened. So wh where do we draw a line in the sand, Dan? Where? Where do we? Arteta's been in, in the job two minutes. He's trying to rectify. He's trying to... I'll tell you the most important thing what he's trying to do. He's trying to break that culture. He's trying to... He's trying to make a culture. But there's people in that dressing room, Dan, I'm telling you now, who do not fit Arsenal's culture. There's fans who love them. But I'm telling you now, if you remember, when George Graham came in, we had two England fullbacks. We had Graham Rich, we had Stevie Williams, we had Rick C, we had this. What, what, did, that, what did George Graham do? He snapped it, he broke it, he got rid of the... And build his own team. That's what Mikel Arteta needs to do. He needs to build his own team. And there's people saying Arteta out and they don't want Arteta. I, I get that because people can have their own opinion. But the next manager who comes in is going gonna, is gonna to suffer the same fate. We have to allow somebody to build something. And it starts with the culture. Okay, see, I think it's spot on. And I'm going to get Manny to come in there because it's really interesting for me to hear both of you speak. I speak to you both regularly and you're on the same page. Manny, I'm going to bring you in on this one, man. Yeah, man. So just this, I like to read the comments as we do this sometimes. And somebody in the comments was saying, you can't just get rid of the players. You know, they have contracts. I get all of that, that they have contracts and they have to, you know, abide by them. But see, when you give a player a contract, they have to play to that contract. You're earning a certain amount of money, then prove that you are worth that money. Even though they have contracts, you cannot tell me that these players have played to the money, to the wages that they, that they are on. They don't care about this club. See, having a contract is one thing, right? Having a contract is one thing. Well, play like you give a damn. Play like you give a damn. That contract shouldn't define you. The culture at this club is to do the bare minimum. They are comfortable being at Arsenal because they know it's like a holiday camp. Why is it that the Mustafis are okay running down their contract and sitting on the bench? Or Socrates is okay doing it? Or Urzo is okay doing it? That is not the kind of book. That's not the kind of players you want at the football club. It's okay to run down your contract and not play football. Shouldn't you want to play football? So it's all good having a contract, but having a contract means that you will want to play football. And they have a contract, but they are okay not playing football. They're okay just earning that money. The culture at Arsenal Football Club at the minute is to do the bare minimum, and it's okay. Nobody challenges the status quo. 
And when you challenge the status quo, you're met with resistance. So Arteta is facing that resistance. He tried to punch way too many players in the face, way too many of them in the face, and you expected them to, he expected them to react. But what he got was resistance. What he got was clicks. What he got was player power. What he got was snitches. And what he got was snakes that do not care about football. They came to Arsenal to earn a wage, sit on the bench and be comfortable with that. They didn't come to win trophies, mate. So the culture needs to change, but it doesn't start with Arteta. It needs to start from the top. And from the top, they're okay doing the bare minimum, mate, and it filters down. And it's sad. Manny, it's massively sad. Go on, Casey. Dan, let me just tell you this. From the top, the top have realised. The top have realised what's been going on. Because they've left it in the hands of a lot of people to carry this club forward, this great club forward, and it's been mis mishandled, it's been mismanaged. Let's 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 tell the truth. It has been mismanaged. So you see the so-called people, the gurus who were, were supposed to be making it great. No. Out, out, out. They've all been kicked out. Now Edu's in. Now Arteta isn't just the coach, he's the manager now. So give him great applause. Why? Because he can get them wasters out. Get them out. And whatever it takes, they need to leave the football club. I know there's a lot of people who say, but Arteta won't pick this and Arteta won't pick that. Do you know why he won't pick some of these youngsters, Dan? After what I saw the other night. Because... The young players are supposed to be getting helped by the experienced players, not the other way around. It should be the yeah. young players helping the experienced players. And he's protecting the youngsters because you know what? In that culture, it's all wrong. Experienced players are the ones supposed to be guiding the youngsters. But the youngsters are proving that they've actually got more bollocks than a lot of the bigger players. Not all, but a lot of the bigger players. So again... This is another thing that Arteta has to sort out, and he will. I tell you this, he will sort it out. He will sort it out. And we've had it for over a decade, and now we get a guy, finally, who comes in, sees we need a centre-off, sees we need a centre-midfielder, but there's too, many, there's too much poison in the face. He's got to root it all out. Root and branch. Get him out. I'm telling you. And the fan base, don't get too... Uppity about this name and that name. Get be 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 happy with people who come in. You might not know the name, but grasp for this football club. That'll do me. I'll tell you that. That will do me one hundred percent. Man is spot on. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to stay with you because our, our good friend of the show and massive gooner, Kenny Ken, I said, Kevin, what's changed? The bad eggs from the Emery days are still at the club. Yes, Ozil has been pushed out, but one of the bad eggs has just been given a new contract. Player power reigns at Arsenal. It does seem to me, KC, that there is a lot of bad eggs at this club currently. And I think the reason I want to come to you on this one is because obviously we all saw you at the game on Wednesday night. Great punditry, by the way, on the old Amazon. And you saw it from your own eyes. You saw people trying. You saw people that weren't trying. What, what was you seeing with your own eyes on that pitch on Wednesday, Casey? Look, we, we had a conversation before we came on air. And it, it's, so, so, it's so different when you're actually there, witnessing it on the pitch. And, and you see the players who 
Look, you see the players who only play when you've got the ball. You see the players who go half-heartedly to close down. Because I know this much. I know Mikel Arteta wants his team to press. But the problem with pressing for some of these Arsenal players is you've got to work hard then. You've got to work damn hard to press and be nasty and be difficult. So the problem is these are the cards Arteta's been dealt. We look at the recruitment. There were players he tried to get out. There were players he tried to move up, but they didn't want to go. So that's another difficult situation. But I'm sure in the background they are planning overhaul because he knows he can't trust them. He knows he can't trust them. Yeah, listen, Arteta will know. We might think someone's a bad egg, but they might not be a bad egg. Because Arteta knows if I get this lot out, he will conform. Remember, he's around these players all the time. So I understand what Kenny Ken saying makes a great point. There are definitely bad eggs in there, and all the bad eggs all need to go or not play. So I'm fine with pushing them aside and not playing them, but unfortunately we haven't got enough quality or enough hungry players in the squad to make a difference right now. So we have to use some of them. And until we can move and shake in January and then the summer, you know, we're going we're gonna to feel a little bit more pain, Dan. We're going to feel a little bit more pain. I think we are. I think we're going to feel a lot of pain, to be fair. Manny, I want to bring you in on a couple of things. First of all, massive shout-out to Trev uh, Hilsey. Will Arteta be communicating directly with the owner? Let's talk a little bit about that, Manny. I want to bring in Edu. I want to talk about the rumours of Willian and Luiz that we're hearing that have been the snitches at the club that we believe. How much do you think Manny is wrong outside of what's going on in the pitch? Because a lot of people are saying there's problems in the dressing room. A lot of people are saying there's split in the in the training camp with the Ozil situation. There's a lot of rumours, like I just said, about Louise and Willian. Uh, some rumours about Edu, you know, them two going to Edu and trying to get Arteta out. It just sounds a mess, Manny. What's going on? You know what's interesting about that part is that it's the experienced players doing it. It's the da- David Luiz and Willian are quote, is it happening, unquote, experienced though, players. It is happening. Do I believe it's happening? 100% because look, dude, there's a leak in this club. There's been a leak for quite some time. How do we know that, you know, Luiz and Ceballos had a bit of a thing? How did we know that the players had a bit of a, you know, a showdown, let's say, on the training pitch? How do we know these things? How do we know that, you know, Luiz and Willian, quote, unquote, are you know, snitching to Edu. Do I believe that's happening? Of course, because they look at these weasels that we've got at this football club. We don't have men at this football club. It's not even, it's not even, we're not even hearing this about the young players. You're not even hearing anything about the young players. At some point you would hear a young player has gone to a party or he got drunk or he's doing balloons, this, that and the other. You're not hearing anything about the young players. You're hearing it all about the experienced ones. The quote unquote men who are supposed to be guiding the group are the ones who are acting like little schoolboys, right? So Edu, right? And then Casey was saying, you know, Arteta is going to get this right. But if Arteta is going to get this right, he needs to have a man next to him who wants to get this right. Do I believe Edu wants to do that? I don't know. Look at the way he's speaking the last few days. Look at the things that are coming out of his mouth. 
you know, one minute he's excited about the Willian signing and then he's shocked that people, ex- you know, expected it to happen and, to, you know, for it to work immediately. Well, you were excited about it. It's not like Willian went anywhere. He stayed in London. He just came to a new team. So, of course, we're going to expect it. He's been in the Premier League, so he knows what it's all about. I don't believe that Edu is the guy to work in tandem with Arteta to make this happen. I think this is a duo that's been put together because, you know, the ownership thought that these were the men to take to take Arsenal back to where they want to be. Arteta, as much as, you know, Casey and a lot of people want to believe that he's the man to do that, he does things that doesn't make sense. Yeah. He, re- he relied on, he wanted, you know, Xhaka to stay and begged him to stay and give him a Staffy a new deal. He wanted Willian through the door. He gave Louise another deal. So you want to create a new culture, but at the same time, you want to hang on to the people who have let us down again and again and again. It doesn't make any sense. If Arteta really wanted to weed out the bad eggs, he would have made them sit down. He would have relied more on the Maitland-Niles, on the Smith-Rose, on the Willocks, on the younger players. You know, he would have played the game a little differently. He wouldn't have been pandering to the people who have been, you know, sinking the ship. That's the problem that I have. So that duo day of Arteta and Edu, I don't believe it will work. I believe if Arteta wants to get the culture right, he needs somebody who wants to work in tandem and get that culture right. And that's not going to pander and want more Brazilians in the, side, in the team and, and who will come out with stupid quotes like he does. It needs to be somebody who has Arsenal in their veins from the start, who wants Arsenal at the top, not somebody who just wants his compatriots and his fellow countrymen in there. I don't believe Edu is the guy to do that. I don't even know what Edu's role is. The ownership, yet again, have messed up and they keep on messing up. If Arsenal wants to get itself back to the top, Arsenal needs to start loving itself. And the way you love yourself is by getting people who love the club and want to see it at the top, not the Edus who have, you know, a bit of an ulterior motive. You know what I mean? Manny, I think it's a great, great point. Casey, I'd love to get your take on that one, man. What do you make of this? Yeah, listen, for, for, for me, no chance. Absolutely no chance. William and, and David Lewis, I don't know where all this speculation comes from about, you know, causing problems. Absolutely not. These guys, these guys are brought in for their experience. So how are they brought in by Arteta? So how are they going to all of a sudden try and get him out? It makes no sense. This, listen, these, these guys have been at a club and they've had sustained success over the years. They've come into, they've come into a culture at Arsenal that is broken. Let's talk truth. It is broken. Now, because they're coming into a broken culture, they've got to look at it and say, hold on a minute. There's things that right here. And maybe because Williams knew his game is not, not playing particularly well and stuff. He's a quiet guy. He's not, he's not a vocal, he's not, he's not that type of leader. He's a leader by example. But he's not playing well. I read it right. Arsenal are not Chelsea. Arsenal are not Chelsea. So, at Chelsea, he looks apart because he's playing with players. He's playing with a better, in, in, he's in a culture. Arsenal broke, we've been broken for 10 years. And it needs fixing, right? So it's going to look bad now. Do we know? Do we actually know that Mustafi was offered a contract? 
or, or we're just going on the speculation from the press? Because I don't think he was. I particularly don't think he was. And that's why he will be gone in the summer. He'll either be gone in January or he'll be gone in the summer. So all this speculation from press and this one leaking, that one leaking, I'll be honest with you, I don't know. But it makes no sense if Mikel Arteta wants David Luiz and William there to bring their experience to help some of these youngsters. That they're going to be the ones who want it out. It makes no sense. And you cannot tell me, Manny, I understand what you said about Edu. Edu played for this football club. He was successful at this football club. So he knows what it needs. So maybe he doesn't have the red blood like you and I, guys, or some of the people in the... But he knows what it takes to win. I saw him on Wednesday. I didn't speak to him, but I saw him. Very disappointed. He felt it. And that's the way it should be. Because I, I, I saw some of the others who were in this position. They weren't feeling it. They, they looked all right to me. I didn't see them feeling it. So, again... We could argue, we could argue, I was going to say argue a toss there. We can argue a toss about who said what, da, 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 da. When the camp is united, there are no leaks. And uh, do you know who might be doing the leaks? Which the players might get in the agent. It might be agent of snakes. Yeah, good point. Good point. Doing the leaks. But because it's fashionable to say, oh, it must be Louise and Muscle Willing, I don't, I disagree. They would have the, the respect of Arteta. He, he showed them a lot of respect, and they will show Arteta all respect back. Whether they argue or not, they, they, listen, experienced players can argue with the manager. Of course they can. But trying to get him ousted, no, not happening. I can't see that in a million years, Dan. Well, I think it's an interesting one. There's obviously a lot of rumours, and I think Trev said it in the chat. There's a lot wrong at the moment, and there's a lot of things that don't make sense at Arsenal. Uh, Manny, lastly on this one, before we move on to the Everton game. Sure. Now, Kev, I hear you. You know, when you're saying it may not make sense, <laughs> but see, I have a feeling that these players came in, they saw what Arteta was about, and they don't feel it anymore. The atmosphere doesn't cater to them. Do I believe they're capable of doing that? 100%. Player power is real. We saw it at Chelsea. Louise was involved in that. We were warned when Louise came in. Louise, if he loves somebody, if, if everything is right with him, he is your man. But at the same time, Louise is not that far away from controversy. You know? So these leaks, as far-fetched as you may think it, they are, Casey, don't rule them out. Because these players can turn on an instant. We saw the players turned on Mourinho at Chelsea. It happens. We've seen it happen. Mourinho done a lot for Chelsea, but they didn't have any problem turning on him. So it does happen. Edu, for me, it's all well and good. You know, he was at the game and he felt it. I want to see more. Did you really feel it, Edu? Are you really the man to take us forward? He may know what Manny, it takes what to, more you know, do you want to see? What more I do you want, want to see? see? You know what? I want to see him actually going into January and going, you know what? You, you and you, your surplus to requirements, out. 
really and truly, I want to say, you know what, Mustafi, instead of playing down your contract, instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to run down my contract and go on a free, I want to see them start terminating contracts. I want to see them start doing that. Actually taking the ball by the horns and doing something that makes me feel like, yes, they understand. I want to see them Manny, start taking plays out of here, right? Manny, Do something that Manny, we haven't seen before. They're not Manny, doing things that we haven't seen before, Kev. Manny, the same it will things, never, man. it will never, ever happen. Uh, Football is a business, Manny. So whether you, whether you think that or not, it will never happen. So you're asking for things that never happen in football. It's never going to happen, man. different, Kev. I need to see something no, different. What, what you, what you need minute, to see, man, yep. what you need to is snake out and players who love the shirt in. That's what you need to see. And it, it has to happen. Because if it doesn't happen, Arteta and Edu will be out. They know. Will they? They know. They're not stupid. They've both played the game at this football. They the know what you need. Kev. This is the problem I have, Kev. We're not seeing anything different. We're seeing the same mistakes happening. You know the experience that you were talking about that came through the door? I was apoplectic when Willian signed. Do you know why? Because Willian is another example of the same mistakes we've been doing since 2006. And that's getting players who quote-unquote are experienced, but that experience never shows for us. That experience always goes missing. It's players that we get down the twilight of their career and they never do anything for us. The list is endless. Check. Gallas. Say that again. Have you ever thought about why it doesn't work out? Have you ever thought about why? So why doesn't it work out? Why why can a player play for Chelsea? and be a top player at Chelsea, and come to Arsenal, and he, 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 he's, he's all over the place. It's Arsenal! It's the culture! It's the team! We are not good enough! It's that See, I simple. get that, Casey. I get that, Casey, but when I'm hearing that, you know what, getting checked saves you 15 points a season. Paul Merson said that. But Petr Cech never did anything for us. See, when Petr Cech is coming out and saying, you know what, when it was a draw at Chelsea, there was like, it was like, you know, a morgue, it was like a morgue in the dressing room. Why didn't his influence rub off on the players? Why didn't that experience that, you know, winning at Chelsea, winning Champions League, you know, winning Premier League titles, why didn't that rub off on the players? Manny, it never happens Manny, for us. Manny, so that is I'm, a mistake that we keep on making. Again, and I'm going to... Tell you again, a decade ago, this club was on a was on a roller coaster heading for the buffers. Ten years ago, we can't change what's going on. We are going to feel the pain because the the, the trajectory started ten years ago. Patrick coming in. Patrick played in front of a back four of, of look look who played behind. Look who he played behind. Arsenal have never been there since oh, well over a decade ago. So Petr coming in and trying to, it's not going to work. As a football club, we have neglected the recruitment, Manny, and we cannot blame Petr We cannot blame David Luiz, and we cannot blame William, because before they even come to the club, it was rancid, and it is still rancid, and it needs changing. Agreed. Agreed. But how you stop it being rancid, stop 
making that mistake. Stop wasting money on 32, 33, 34-year-olds and start investing in what you want Arsenal to look like. Because bringing in a William, bringing in a Louise, you're taking away spaces. You're taking away spaces from players who you want to be Arsenal players of the future. And we have done that time after time after time. It's all well and good bringing in experience, but those experience are taking away places. They're taking away places. Yeah, they're, not giving us, they're not giving us what we need. So instead of getting players who are 32 and not giving us what we need, you go out and you invest on the player who you want to be an Arsenal player of the future and not a Chelsea player of the past. So that needs to change. It's a Manny. waste of time Manny. and it's a waste of resources, man. It really Manny. is. Manny, this is what I will say to you. That is fine to say it. But yeah. we are not shopping at Harrods anymore. We're not. Um, We're not even shopping at Marks and Spencer's. We yeah, are at Lidl. Kev, if you're telling me that you cannot we find a player... We are at Lidl, player, I'm telling you. If you're, if you're telling me you cannot find a player at the minute, a young player, who could have done better than what Willian is doing, no, then there oh, is no, a massive no, problem. No. Then there's a problem. Uh, man, man, Manny, let me tell you this. You, what you've got to do and what you've got to remember is this. You can find a young player. You don't know who's never played at a big club. You can, you can go and do that and take a punt. Nine of that, then it won't work out. And you get criticised for it. Because they have never played at the level and have never been consistent. You, you, you might as well say then, put Reese Nelson in, yeah? Reese Nelson has never done a Premier League season. He's never done, he's never a season in the top flight. So, as a manager, you have to play the odds. You've got to get people in who you know, one, can do the job, and two, can help the next youngster coming through to be a better player, be a better pro, etc. Because you know what? If the pros at the club were of any note, you have to do that. But the problem is that the culture ain't there. He needs to get people in who can help these youngsters because the lads that are there, they are going out. There we go. Uh, Guys, Manny, I'm going to have to hold you there, man. We're going to be yeah, on yeah, all yeah, night. Yeah, I love it. it man. But I love yeah, it man. and it's great. And neither of you are wrong. That's why I love it because you're both got your, you're both backing up your opinions and that's all we've I ask Arsenal, in a debate. We've got Arsenal at heart, Pods. We've got Arsenal at heart. At the end of the day, this is not even a disagreement. It's a passionate discussion. We've got exactly. Arsenal at heart. Do you know what I mean? We want the best for our football club. And at the minute, we're not seeing it and we're passionate about it, man. So this is a great discussion, man. I love it. Yeah, it's a debate. Yeah, it's a good debate, man. No, I love it. I really do love it. And uh, straight after this 30-second clip, we're going to bring in our Everton fan and talk about our game. Because believe it or not, we've got a game tomorrow. <laughs> West Cork Beard Company make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great-looking beard. Handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonakilty West Cork. Check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice. Or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie. 
Our sponsors there, West Cork Beard Oil Company, please go and follow them and get yourself some if you haven't done so already for Christmas. It's my absolute pleasure to invite back Neil. He was on this time last year, believe it or not. Neil, Everton fan, how you doing, mate? Hello, Dan. How you doing? I'm very good, thanks, mate. I'm very it's good. good. To see you, uh, mate. Yeah, good to see you too, man. And I hope things have been okay and you and the family are safe during COVID. You may as well get it over and done with you. Obviously, you're a huge Everton fan and we do have Casey on with us. So, uh, Kevin, welcome to Neil. Neil, welcome <laughs> to Kevin. Hello, mate. You okay? Oh, he's now gone on mute again. This he's is muted. He's, he's muted, muted now. <laughs> Casey, Casey's now muted again. He's going to come out and come back on again. <laughs> it's happened before when he's on, so he'll be back. Uh, Neil, listen, uh, mate, it's been it's been a long time, man, but a lot's you, changed. You know what? It's, it's been, it's been exactly a year. It popped up on my Facebook today. It's been exactly a year to the day as well. There we go. See how weird is that? We're playing that, each other that again. Is exactly. yeah. That is mad. Uh, we have now have a manager that you know very, very well in Mikel Arteta. Uh, I personally uh, wanted Carlo Ancelotti ahead of Mikel Arteta just because I felt that we needed some experience. Uh, have you been happy with his appointment so far? Do you know what? This time last year, we was having the conversation, wasn't we, as well? Yeah. And, um, I, I was really looking forward to the appointment and he's, he has done well. I think I think you, you can look at the recruitment and can and you can actually say that he's he's brought players in that he wants and players that actually want to play for him as well. Uh, I think that's been really really important for the club. Um, Alan's been massive for us. I remember mm. last season um, talking to yourself. I was talking about the loss of Garner Gay when he went to PSG, and I remember saying he was he was as big a loss as, as losing Lukaku. Um, and I think. When you see Alan now in that team, you can see what an influence he has on that team and, and especially the back four um, that just look a little bit more comfortable now, especially looking a bit a bit more disjointed, but still getting clean sheets. And I think that's that he's been massive. I think personally, Alan, I remember you when you come on here before, you were talking about Lucas Torreira being a sort of Arsenal player you looked at that maybe you needed when Garner Gay had gone. And I think that Alan has come in and been what we wanted Torreira to be for Arsenal. Um, he's been really important and Ancelotti's brought him on from Napoli. He was one of the first names on the team sheet and I've been really impressed with him. But let's go into some of your players, Neil, because personally for me, there's been some players that have totally raised the bar. I want to talk about DCL. I want to talk about Michael Keane, who I think has been great for you this season and some have said that Holgate's really improved uh, so talk to me about some of your players this season and what you've seen from them Neil Yeah I mean the thing is with DCL I, 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 they put a stat on um, I think it was during the Leicester game as well um, before Ancelotti came in and after and I think basically when he came in he said yeah work hard for the team but you're doing far too much running and just keep yourself in and around the box area. And that, that's exactly what he's done. It, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? But um, just, just something as simple as that has, has got him into the England squad. He's in double figures now. Um, and he's, he's just he's just so much confidence um, for such a young lad still as well. I think that people forget his physical ability and his aerial ability as well for the club is just, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, I, I've been a huge fan of of the of DCO. I think he's been sensational, and I think he'll cause a lot of problems or ask for for us. I really do believe that, and I think that when you look at players that have raised their game, 
it has been the players that some people would say last season at Everton were the ones that you kind of had question marks about. So that's been really good for me to see. KC, I'm going to bring you in on this because obviously huge Everton and Arsenal legend. Uh, what have you made Hi, to Hi, mate. Okay. Uh, you can hear you now. Before we get started, yeah, before we get started the, the, the missus is on the, uh, the headphones uh, listening in and she said, oh, Kevin Campbell, she... she Big Everton fan as well. Oh, he's looking good for 50, isn't he? Wait. <laughs> damn right, you're telling you damn right, are you? <laughs> After that heated debate, on, I thought I might cheer you up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was indeed. Casey, what have you made of Everton's stop? Oh, we love you, mate. We love you. We've, we've talked enough about Arsenal and... and Everton, for me, have had a good start. We've looked at some players that have improved. What have you made of Ancelotti and Everton? Uh, look, I, I think the the important the important transfer business that Everton needed to do to, for this season got done, and that was the midfield. The midfield wasn't functioning. There wasn't enough energy. There wasn't enough bite. There wasn't enough spite, and there wasn't enough creativity in there. You know, you go out, and I, I, I've been quoted as saying, you swap out that Cortina engine, the old Cortina engine, you take that out and you put a Rolls-Royce engine in there, Alan Decore and as Rodriguez, all of a sudden, you know, with, with a Gomez in there or whatever, Gilfi in there, everybody looks different. Everybody looks more efficient. So you, you win the first, what is it, seven, eight, nine games um, in the league and the cup, looking really good and then you, you know that dip's going to come at some stage but that coincides with Richarlison getting suspended after getting sent off in the derby get sent off he misses three games and every single one of those three games but that's what tells you about I think the key player for Everton even though you've got Alan Decore Hammers Rodriguez is Richarlison because yeah, you account for Richarlison because what he does, he can create on his own. He can create opportunities for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He's such a great player who Calvert-Lewin can play up as well. That when he's not there, I don't think Everton have won a game when Richarlison hasn't played. So that tells you everything about what this guy brings to the table. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Ancelotti's right. He was doing a bit too much. He was doing all the other work outside the box. And when the ball was coming in the box, he wasn't in there. Fergie helped him tweak it when he took over. And then Ancelotti's got him getting in that box. I want you to be in and around that box. And that's getting a lot of his goals. He's dominant in the air. He's going to be a handful for us on, on the weekend, Dan. I could tell you that much. Um, but I, I just think Keane, Michael Keane is tough. He went for a bit of a sticky patch and he got some stick from the from the faithful, from the Goodison Park faithful. But I think now we settled it's right down. He's the mainstay at the back now. And it's a matter of who plays with him. Yeremina plays with him sometimes and Holgate plays with him sometimes. I like the lad Godfrey, I think he's a really good player. He's a good sign in. Um, it will all be starting to come to the party as well, starting to look a lot more consistent in various positions as well. So, you know, Everton are probably old by now. Beat Chelsea and, and they've beat Leicester. Two teams who we would say 
would give anybody trouble, Everton have beaten them at home and away. So it's going to be a really, really tough game for Arsenal. It is going to be tough, and I think that it's a, it's always been a fixture that I've kind of nervy of going into. Um, Manny, before I bring you into it, I've got a couple of super chats I do have to read out because they're going to disappear, and people have kindly donated to the podcast, so I'm going to read them out. First of all, Wayne, uh, thank you so much for your kind donation, mate. Didn't Wenger try buying kids and selling experienced players? That didn't work out well, did it? And you know what? Casey and Manny have spoken about it going way back before just... Uh, the problems that we are looking at now. This goes back a very long time. Also, a kind donation from a good friend of ours from the podcast who was on with me last week. It's Gunnar Russ, Russell Hogg. Russ, what does stat DNA do for Arsenal's Cronky's brainchild? Kev, I'm going to ask you that quick before we go back to Everton. What this stat DNA thing, what do you make of this, man? And, and clearly, it doesn't work, whatever it has, has been bought in for. It's stuff like anything, Dan. You can put all the stats on a board you want to but the bottom line is then when you cross that white line are you going to fight the opposition and dominate them that that's the only fact we want to know because at the end of the day winning this game is about winning and winning is a cultural thing you need to build a culture to be able to win win consistently and arsenal haven't had that winning consistent culture for donkey's years. We've won games because we've had quite players, but as soon as the league starts getting harder, Arsenal start falling out of that Champions League spot. Don't they? Arsenal fall out of the Champions League spot and can't back in. Why? Because the league's strong now. Everybody's got money. Everybody can recruit players who can do a job. And Arsenal's lack of culture. Listen, I could. Uh, listen, it's spot on. It's absolutely spot on. And this stat DNA, I think Russ brings up a great, great point. Manny, I'm going to come to you. Uh, I'm going to go into some team news in a minute, but I just want your thoughts going into this game. Me and you are never really confident at the moment <laughs> about this Arsenal side, but something tells me about this Everton side they're going to be dangerous. What's your thoughts on them as we go into the meeting them at the weekend, mate? So. They've recruited well. They've recruited in a way that I wish Arsenal would have recruited in the past. They've actually addressed some issues. They've added quality. And Calvin Lewin, who was bubbling underneath the surface out of nowhere, now he realises what he is and he's playing to his potential. They got in Decore, who Potts, me and you have spoken about him yeah. in the past. Exactly. A that calibre of player is what we would have needed and wanted in the midfield. They've added Alan, who I haven't seen really, Alan. They've added James Rodriguez, who we were linked with countless times. But they've added, you know, Ben Godfrey in defence. So they fixed those areas. They went out and addressed their issues. Now, it's one thing to address the issues, but now he's getting them playing. And Carlo Angelotti has them playing. He has variety. He has a Richarlison, but then in the background, he has a Bernard. He has an Irobi. He has options. So they are dangerous. I'm not surprised that Everton are doing what they're doing, to be honest with you. And this will be a tough game. So, yeah, but Everton have done well and they're doing well at the minute. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. I'm going to go into the team news now. Neil give me the Everton team earlier. I'm going to go into the Arsenal team first. Now, there's a mistake on here straight away because I put in Pablo Marie due to Gabriel's suspension, but I'm being told he's actually playing for the under-23s tonight for fitness. So we're not going to see him 
obviously. So it may be that we see one of two things in this side. We either see Maitland-Niles come in or we see uh, and us go to a back four or we see <laughs> Mustafi coming into the back three. Now, this is the team I've gone with. Leno in goal. Bellerin is back now from his suspension. I believe he'll be put straight back in. Arteta loves him. Tierney at left wing back. I think the three at the back will be holding Luiz. And I've put in Pablo Marie, but as I just said, he's playing tonight. So it will probably be uh, Mustafi, who I do not want to see, but he seems the only option. Elneny and Ceballos in midfield due to Chaka's suspension. Saka on the left. Aubameyang up top and I believe Willian on the right because, like I say, Arteta seems to have showed us that he puts faith in these players. So there's two things that can happen there. Maitland-Niles, I believe, should come into that midfield and start because what he's given us is some legs and some energy in that midfield that we have so lacked without the, the likes of the Chakas and, and the Elnenis in there. Obviously, part is a huge miss and gives us some legs and some energy and drive and passion and power, but he's still out. So Maitland-Niles, for me, has to come into that midfield, which would then mean we go back to a back four. I personally feel, and I'll start, I'll stick with you, Manny, that there's a little bit of fear when Arteta is selecting his teams. We saw it against Southampton. Within the first few seconds of the game, Danny Murphy was talking about it on Match of the Day. All players dropped off and just thought, we are scared of that. We're scared of the opposition. Doesn't matter if it's Southampton or Real Madrid. We're scared of conceding. Let's all get our shape and try and keep, you know, keep have a good start. This team is not the team I would like to see. It is the team I always try to pick that I think Arteta is going to go with. Manny, what are your thoughts on this side going into this game? Horrible. <laughs> this is this is a this is a horrible looking side, man. Like like Bellerin coming back in. You know my feelings about Bellerin. I I. I I lost all respect for Bellerin when he said that Sanchez wanted to win too much. That's not the kind of mentality I want in my side. You know, you say Pablo, Pablo Marie, under 23s. Honestly, having Mustafi come back in the side is the worst thing I can think of. But who else can we get, can we pick? You know, that, that's the one we have to go for. Personally, Potts, I would go with a bit more energy in midfield. Because you know in that midfield area... If we don't have legs and if we don't have energy, and if you go with the Ceballos and El Nelly, that Everton midfield will eat them alive. I would love to see Maitland now in the midfield. What, what was the game he played? It was Rapid Vienna, where right? he played in the midfield. I know people will say, you know, it's the opposition, but at the end of the day, it's the mentality that he went with in that game. He was energetic. Yeah, He's got legs. You know, he can join in and help the attack if he has to. He can recover the ball because he's been playing defensively for a bit. I would love to see Arteta roll the dice on this one and actually show a bit of balls. Go with a freer midfield. Go with some legs and some energy in the midfield. You know, a Willian, you don't want to see a Willian in this team, but you know you're going to pick Willian because Willian is a structure player, right? This is why we won 1-0 like away at United, because there was structure, because Willian helped Bellerin. You know, and he did that defensive side of it. So he's going to do that. I would much rather he actually rolls the dice and goes, you know what? Because if he doesn't do that, you're playing into Everton's hands. They are going to attack. They are going to get in behind us. And with a Calvert-Lewin, they've got a big lump of a centre forward that can just lump balls forward to him. Those knockdowns, you know, we're not good enough. That side that you've picked there, Potts, is terrible. I believe there's better options than that. But I just I don't think Arteta's going to go with that. So that side there that you picked, we're more than likely to see that, to be honest with you, bro. And that's sad to me. 
It is sad, man. And this is what I go with. I never go with the side that I want it to be because there's no point. It would be wrong. I always go with the side I think Arteta's going to go with. Casey, I'm going to bring you in on this one. Uh, before I do so, Robin has said Martinelli is not in the under-23 squad tonight. Does it mean that we will see him tomorrow? That is a massive, massive uh, positive bit of news, if that is true. So what do you make of it, Casey? I'd like to see him on the bench, Dan. For sure, yeah, I like him a lot. You know, I think there was a, a mis, there was a mis, mis, miscommunication at, at some stage where people thought that Arteta didn't like Martinelli. Um, Arteta likes Martinelli. Arteta spoke, speaks very highly of Martinelli. He knows Martinelli brings an energy and a want. It's that mentality. He wants to work. He wants to press. He wants to run. You know, he's a young, hungry player who wants to make a real name for himself. And, you know, I, he, we need him. Uh, and I, you know, for me to be saying that about, what is he, 19 years old, another 19-year-old, yeah. you know, we're relying on 19-year-olds. It, it, it's crazy, but I'd love to see him on the bench. Obviously, I don't think he'll start, but to see him on the bench and, and to come on, I think that would be a, a, a big boost for Arsenal right now. The team, I think you could always play Kieran Tierney left-hand side. Louise in the middle and holding at the back and obviously put Saka as a wing-back. I think you could always do that as well, um, Dan. Or Cedric on the left-hand side as well because he's probably right or left. I just don't want Mustafi in the team, to be honest with you. <laughs> Same, <laughs> so, here, man. Same here. Yeah, you know, so I don't want him anywhere near the team. But uh, this is one thing I can guarantee you. Everton are rolling up their sleeves from tonight because they they know Arsenal are wounded. Arsenal is suspended, so they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go for Arsenal. And if Arsenal don't if Arsenal do not turn up, then ready to fight. They're gonna... <laughs> How many times Casey. have we heard that this season, Casey? Casey, you know you know what we're relying on year olds. But especially at Goodison. Especially at Goodison. Casey, you know why we're relying on, on 19-year-olds? Because the 19-year-olds are the ones that have got mentality, mate. The 19-year-olds yeah. are the ones that want it. The 19-year-olds and Kieran Tierney, they're the ones that want it. That's why we're relying on them. Arsenal have an inferiority, an inferiority complex, man, when it comes to playing football right now. Those 19-year-olds don't. You know what I mean? They're fearless and they want it. That's why we're relying That's on That's why man. the culture has to change, Manny. I agree. 100% it does. 100% it does. Neil, let's bring you in there. You look at that side and, and you're sitting there quietly. I want to get your take on it because you must look at the Arsenal side and think, Casey's right. We've got a chance here. This doesn't look like an amazing side. They're not playing well at the moment. Or do you think this is Arsenal and we, we you know, it's still dangerous? What's your thoughts going into this one, mate? Yeah, it's... Um... <clears throat> I think coming off the back of two two decent wins like that, in the way that we have, and, and keeping the clean sheets, I think you're going to be massively confident going into this going into this game, especially in the form that you're being in. Um, we're lucky enough to, lucky enough to be in in tier two as well, so we're going to have a couple of thousand fans there, and I think that's massive as well. You know, I think the players don't half miss that. Um, you know, I think it's huge. For, it's just a massive boost for the players that, you know, just just need that extra extra man sometimes. It's, it's, it has really helped. And you've seen in, you've seen in the games where, where fans have been allowed that the players have stepped it up. 
Um, and, and I do think we will go into this game pretty confident. Saying that, um, you're a side that are desperate to, to, to turn the fortunes, and it's going to be a tough one. We know it's a we know it's the Christmas period, so he, he might ring the changes. He might make a couple of couple of changes. Who knows? But um, there'll be there'll be some tough battles in there, no doubt. Um, we'll have to see. I think I think the first half will probably. Um, tell the story of, of, of how the game will, will pan out. Yeah, I think you're right. And I'm going to stick with you, Neil, and then come to yourself and Casey on the Everton team news because you have got some injury problems. There is going to be some changes, we believe, and it is going to be an interesting side. You, this is the side you've gone with. I'll read it out for our audio listeners. You've gone for Jordan Pickford in goal, as we know. Michael Keane playing well at the back in the back three with Mina and Holgate. Wingbacks of uh, Iwobi and Godfrey. Decore and Gomez in midfield, Calvert-Lewin up front, and then Richarlison on the left, Sigurdsson on the right. Is that looking about right, Neil, because of your injuries at the moment? Yeah, I, I sent you this earlier on, and, um, and then he, he said in his press conference that um, Coleman is fit and he wants to play as well. Um, and he, he might go with that natural right back. Um, if he does do that, then I could see Godfrey playing a makeshift left back possibly but but he still might go with that with that back three because you know with, with Alan not playing um we might just need to shore it up at the back um I'm looking at Mina and Keane there as well uh, it was a mate of mine that brought it up and he said you know we are they are slow centre backs and that could be an area that Arsenal could expose if possible um so he, he might throw an extra man in there just to sort of shore that up I think well, to me, it's still looking like a pretty strong side. KC, it's a good side. It's a good side. Yeah. KC, what's your take on it? Yeah, for me, look, the, 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 the confidence is going to be high. That's 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 so um, in this game. I like the look of Godfrey. I think he's been a really good signing. Very versatile. Could play centre-back, could play right-back, could play left-back. Um, in fact, that confidence, will they risk him? I'm not so sure at, at the moment. I know he's, he's, he's captain. Um, so, but, you know, they say you never really change a, a winning team unless you have uh, For me, that midfield has got legs. That midfield has got bite. That midfield has got energy. And I think when I look at your team, Dan, and I look at your team, Neil, it, me, Everton are shading it right now. Um Obviously, things could go different on the day, but when you look at form, you look at a home team, and you look at there's gonna have, there's gonna be fans there, and there's gonna be obviously a lot of pressure on on, on Arsenal to get something as well uh, because they've they've been poor. Arsenal's been poor. You know, I, it, I'm swaying towards Everton in this game. I really am because Arsenal just haven't been playing well enough. They're not playing well enough. And they're not playing well. So that tells me, you know, it's uh, it's, it's probably going to be favouring Everton. Everton definitely going to the game favourites anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I said before as well, I think I think that, that the game could possibly be, if Everton do it, it could, could be one in the first half. The, the last two games that we have, well, we've kept clean sheets. Leicester and Chelsea didn't have a look in in the second half, they didn't have a shot on target. And I think, I don't know whether Ancelotti's working his magic at half-time or Everton are sussing teams out working out the formations and how they're playing. Um, but I think that speaks volumes as well. And I think if Everton can get a goal in that first half, then it, it could be really difficult for, for Arsenal. 
Yeah, I believe so. Totally, 100%. Casey, what's your thoughts going into this one as as a kind of ex-player or both? Because we know you're a massive gooner, but does it kind of, do you go into these games relaxed against Everton and just, you know, if we lose, I'm still half okay? How does it work with you, man? I've always wanted to know. (laughs) That for me, it's, you know, look, I'm an Arsenal fan through and through, you know, as a kid, loved Arsenal, Attended the games even before I even played for the club. But when I played Everton, when I went to Everton, I just connected with the football club. You know, there was a love between me and and the football club and the fans, etc. And that don't happen very often in Dan, let me tell you. So, you know, I'm a gooner, but I, I I have a lot of love for Everton Football Club. And I never want any harm to come to Arsenal. And I never want any harm to come to Everton. But... In, in, in uh, you know, whenever they play, I can't lose and I can't win. <laughs> you know, so at, at Goodison, I, I think last year it was North, last season at Goodison, and the season before, I think um, Everton won one nil. Uh, that was under Unai Emery. Um, so again, what to happen in these games is the team who performs on the day wins the game. There's always a team who performs. If a team's going to win, one performs and one don't. Great game last, last season. It was a 3-2 thriller. It was a fantastic game. I think Aubameyang got a couple, ended up winning, winning the game for Arsenal. But I go into this game really looking forward to it because two huge clubs, two clubs who really respect each other. And, you know, it's one of them, may the best team win. It's simple as that for me. I think that's fair enough. He's basically what you're saying is you want Arsenal to win the Europa League and Everton to win the FA Cup, and that would be an amazing season. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an amazing season. As long as they don't play to the final. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. That's it. No, I respect to you, man. Respect to you. I've always wanted to ask that one. Uh, Neil, any questions for KC before we move to predictions? Any questions? Um Probably loads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've caught me there, actually. I was, uh, I was just looking at the time, thinking we're going to be done now. Uh, any questions? Uh, give or take. Go on. Um, if you was in charge of Arsenal, which player would you take from Everton? Right now. That's a great question. Calvert Lewin was that. Calvert Lewin, all yeah. day long. All day long. I don't know if you saw on the Spurs game, we put in 40 on crosses. <laughs> we, we, we probably got in the end of two. He would have, he would have had a field day. He would have had a field day. Yeah. And any and regrets? Uh, any regrets from your Everton days? You, you would like to have... No, I, no I've, got, I've with... never had any regrets. Never had any regrets in my football career. You know, my, but listen, I'm one of the lucky ones, Neil. Grew up a bit, supported Arsenal, played for Arsenal, was successful at Arsenal, had to leave Arsenal, and I ended up at another club. At that time when I was coming through, I made my debut against Everton in 88, know the size of the club, got to play for another great Premier League club, and, you know, I'm blessed. I really am blessed. So I've got no regrets. Um, just, we were blessed to have you. It's just a pity there was no money around then because we would have had a much better team we could have built a much better team back then 
but you made us a better team anyway. There we Thanks, go. Neil. A lot of love. That, a lot of love for you, KC. Uh, Manny, let's come to you with some predictions. How are we going to win this game? Do you think we're going to win this game? And what do you think the score is going to be, Manny? How do we win this game? Um, first of all, Arteta picks the right team. He picks a team that's energetic. He picks a team that can go at Everton and create problems for them. Um, is he going to do that? I don't believe so. I believe you know we're going to go into this game with another inferiority complex. We're going to go in there afraid of Everton. We're going to go in there, you know, not going in there to exploit their weaknesses. We're going to go in there to plug their strengths. And it's going to be a case of, you know, Everton are going to come into us and they're going to win 2-0. It's just that simple. I don't think we will have anything for Everton because the mentality is going to be wrong on the day. You know, it's been wrong for quite some time, but I don't expect any changes here. Yeah, listen, man, I can't say that you've been negative there because I am totally with you. I'm going to give my prediction quick before I move to Casey and Neil because... I feel that what Manny's just said there is spot on and it comes back to being fearful and we just look so fearful at the moment. We look like we lack self-confidence. We look like we have no creativity, no sense of urgency going forward and it looks to me as if it's going to be the same thing uh, at the weekend. I actually think it's going to be a real um, low-scoring game and I'm going to go a 1-0 loss. I think that Everton are just nick it and I do think DCO is going to be that man to get that goal. Uh, unfortunately for us, I believe personally... Everton will nick it on the day. Neil, let's come to you before I move to KC at the end. What do you think the score is going to be, Neil? Um, I understand the negativity because uh, as an Evertonian, we've been there and it's really, <laughs> really hard to it's hard to perk yourself up um, when you've had so many, you know, dodgy results. But at some point, you need a response, uh, and you never know; it could be tomorrow. Um, it's, it's that type of game where teams can just step it up a notch. But um, I think being at Goodison, having the fans there as well, um, I do think we'll have the, the, the upper hand. I, I think, like yourself, it'll be a low-scoring game. I think um, I think it'll be quite a, a, a defensive battle and I'll, I'll, I'd settle for a 1-0. I'd settle for one. I'm sure you would, mate. I'm sure you'll take three points and they'll 100%. said that, Having said that, there was a stat I read earlier that we have we haven't kept three clean sheets in a row for a long time, so you might nick one. You never know. Man, we're breaking all the wrong records though, Neil, this season. So don't <laughs> don't rule that out, mate. Trust me, don't rule that out. Casey, let's come to you. Lastly, man, what do you think? I'm expecting. I'm, I am expecting a response from Arsenal. I really am. Um, I'm expecting it, but I've been expecting it now for such a long time, Dan. And I, I, I don't really see it. I, I, I know Arteta doesn't send the players out there to be negative. He sends them out to be positive. But it's just not in us. It's just not in Arsenal at the moment. You know, we've seen Southampton come to the Emirates and play us off the park, boss us around. You know, Gabriel has actually done us a favour because we had, to, we had to sit back in a block, in a low block. That helped us. And I, I know... When you look at Southampton, they could put crosses in. They didn't have anybody to head it. Well, you're gonna, if people are going to be sticking crosses in against you and Dominic Calvert-Lewin's in there, you're going to be in trouble. So I'm going for uh, us to lose the game, unfortunately. I've said 2-1 earlier on in the week. I'm going to stick to it. I'd love to be proven wrong, but I, I don't see it. I don't see enough of a response. And uh, one victory for, for Everton. 
There we go. Uh, I think that's a full house. I think everyone's expecting Everton to take the three points, which is very worrying as an Arsenal fan because we do need points from somewhere. I mean, it is getting very, very worrying. That's all we've got time for. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Manny, as always, bro, thanks for coming back. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, a great, great debate with Kevin earlier that everyone was absolutely loving. Uh, thanks for turning up, man. No, thank you, man. It was a beautiful, beautiful discussion, you know, and this is what happens when you have two passionate Arsenal fans on a podcast who want the same thing. So thank you for having me back on Pots. And if I could plug something quickly, yeah, of course, you man. guys go over to Ask Bros Rant 8.30. There is the Friday night preview with my brother Scunny on there. It's a hilarious variety. It's, it's a preview show that's different to any preview show that you will see. So pop over there and show those guys some love, man. And while you're at it, subscribe to the Yars Bros Rant YouTube channel. We're crazy over there. Pots, as always, <laughs> thank you for having me on, mate. Manny, absolute pleasure. Really is. Neil, thank you so much for coming on also, mate. Great to have you back with us again. Uh, exactly a year. I cannot believe that has happened. Yeah, man. The that's mad. Have worked out. Exactly a year ago, we uh, we first spoke on here and uh, great to have you back, man. I hope you've enjoyed it. Pleasure, mate. Yeah, thanks very much and all the best. Have a good Christmas. Stay safe and uh, all the best for the new year. You know, it could, you can only go up. Well, listen, we need to go up, man. There's no, this can't get any worse. Trust me, it can't get any worse. But, mate, absolute pleasure having you, Neil. And, of course, a massive thank you once again to Mr. Kevin Campbell. Cheers, bro. Thank you so much. Super, Kev. Kev. <laughs> no, Neil, listen, have a good one, Neil. Man. Absolutely lovely, lovely debating you and having a good discussion about Arsenal. Dan, host with the most, as always, mate. And uh, it's a pleasure coming on and speaking to good people and speaking... What we love is that football, isn't it? We love it. Absolutely, 100%. Guys, thank you all so much. Thank you to everybody in the chat room tonight. Uh, over 300 of you at one stage. Absolutely brilliant watching live. Really, really appreciate the support. Please, if you haven't done so already, like and subscribe to the same old Arsenal. Uh, we are going to be back on Monday night for a very festive show with all five of us. Uh, me, Lee, Craig, Harry and Nigel. Thank you once again, Nigel, in the chat. And thank you all for watching. Up the Arsenal and we will see you on Monday. Take care, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.